in such a fuss. Pour us a second cup. Pontificating. Two spoons. Sugar's still on ration, sir. Oh, stop chunnering. Daft talk. We are the masters now, indeed. I shan't know where to look when Mrs Bell says out. I'll be on pins. You shouldn't be in service, should you? Don't start. Slaving for the idle rich. Here we go. Wrap that toast up. I'll have it for me bagging. She can be very sharp, can Mrs Bell. Oh, where's that greaseproof? She'll make remarks. Such as? Elizabeth, she'll say. This agitator in the paper here, this man is making such a fuss at all the ratepayers' meetings, this George Kirby fella, saying these things, repeating what's come out in Parliament. It's not related, is he, girl? Oh, your husband, dear. Well, he's got rather big ideas, Auntie, for a plumbing man. Does she discuss me quite a lot, like? <laughs> she never stops. Wrap that toast up properly. I've eaten it in half an hour. If the old bag does start quizzing you, tell her I think everything should be nationalised. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and Nye Bevan should be king. Oh, and I'd have me cards, them ones are no messing. Yeah. Where's me have a sack? Here. Cycle clips. Me lord. Is Arthur out yet? He's sat on their step, I suppose. You, you've turned into a proper stirrer, you have, haven't you, George Kirby? It were a public meeting and I said me peace. <laughs> I mean, we might not have a Labour council here. I don't suppose we'll ever have one. But we've got a Labour government in London. Why are you wearing your good jacket for work? Why shouldn't I wear it? Oh, it'll get that putty smell. Here, now put your collar out. I don't like it out. Looks too British. Well, fire Liz, stop mothering me. Yeah, now then, George, ten to eight. Get your skates on. Today's job's a fair bike ride. Right. You ever thought about this village, Arthur? you ever thought that we're on the, on the front line of a class war hereabouts? I can't say I have. All these mansions. Gardens going down to lakes. Fringed by woods. Trees and peace and birdsong. <laughs> this is enemy country, Arthur. Don't talk daft. That house there with the turrets. Yeah. Croston Towers. Me dad were gardener there. <laughs> well, well, I were born in Salford. <laughs> I'd like to see all this landing. In public ownership. It's private property. And them cottages we live in should be condemned. Yeah, the council should use its powers. They should carve these estates up and, uh, and build council houses for their sun and space. And... I don't want a council house. I shall save by my own. <laughs> not on a plumber's money, mate. Oh, I'm surprised you're not putting up for the council. I shan't do that. You could work all sorts of wangles. Not interested. Any permits we might need for playing, eh? You still dreaming of that dance band? Ah, I've written off for orchestrations. Oh. Only a matter of rehearsing. Getting permission to use the festival hall. <laughs> They'll not let you put dances on there. Well, it's lying idle three parts of the week. Or the tone, won't it? I'm applying anyhow. Uh, big bugs won't have it, Arthur. We are the masters now. Must be mad. I think I'll emigrate to Australia. There's money in dance banding, George. Aye. You on drums, me on sax. I know a joiner who plays double bass. May I inquire what brings you here into my spacious cellar? 
We're the plumbers. Uh, Mr Price's men, madam. I see. It's a lovely cellar, isn't it? Don't you agree? Electric light and all. Where do they keep the wine, I wonder? Well, there's a room off there that's locked. Uh... Fortunate for me that it's locked, otherwise the music-making might have taken a turn for the tipsy. It's our dinner break. We're perfectly entitled. Oh, don't get bolshy, please. Go ahead. My sense of humour's just a little strange. Sorry if we disturbed you. I was intrigued. Uh, we didn't realise you were in residence. The house is occupied. I'll be a permanent fixture from now on, so... <laughs> Relax. I can see you're both able-bodied, very conscientious boys. Boys, eh? I suppose you are rather a big boy. Tell me where you learned to swing. A fella taught me in the forces. Did he play professionally? He did. He doesn't now. He had his head blown off, you see. Touché. And our friend here, Mickey Rooney, has he had his tongue blown off? Beg pardon, madam. He wasn't called up. But you saw action. Am I right? Yes. Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> Thanks. It's the eyes. The insolence. But anyway, the proprieties. We must remember the proprieties. How are the uh, pipes and things progressing? Well, two bathrooms take a bit of time. But everything upstairs seems to be intact, fitted up, all gleaming and luxurious. Except that if you turn the taps... You won't get any water. We have to make all the joints down here, do you see? Well, it's all a mystery to me, but my husband comes home in a month. It'll be done by then. So you were in the war, were you, Humphrey? I was. And you survived it all intact. Touch wood. No bullet holes, no burns, no facial disfigurements. Untouched. Or only winged, perhaps, like John Wayne in a western. No, ma'am. Got a sig. Pleasure. Charmed. What a light. I'll use this, um, what do you call it? Uh, blow lamp. Uh, where do you turn it off? Go steady. You could burn yourself. I like to live dangerously. <laughs> she won't need to pluck her eyebrows tonight. <laughs> your worship. You ought to see that bathroom where I'm working. Oh, where's that? Up Fullshaw Park. Arthur's done it all. I'm just there to assist in the cellars, like. I'm not trusted with the fancy work yeah, yet. Yeah, come on, let's dry you. Yeah, I can dry myself. Mm, touch me not. Yeah. Funny woman living there. The house is smart. <laughs> Very secluded. I believe the husband was badly wounded in the war. Get a good week, did you? Usual. You know what I found out today? No. I found out Arthur gets twopence an hour more than me. Mm, does he? That's seven and six a week. Oh, riches. We'll pay our rent. Well, good luck to him. I'll tackle the boss over it. Well, he says, you see, Arthur stuck with us all through the war. I thought, thanks very much. That's what you get for serving your country. 
Tuppence an hour less when you get back. Oh, well, Arthur had this trouble with his ears. And we'll all have that when he gets this tenor sax he's after. Mrs Bell had a word with me today. About what? About you. About me? Yeah. Well, what did she say? She said she wanted to see you. Get off. Oh, cross me out. She said she'd something to discuss with you. Hey, and she wants me to be there and all. What could it be? She wouldn't let on. She likes to keep folk in suspense. But have you no inkling? Well, perhaps she's going to put you right as regards your political ideas. She can wrap up if it's that. It's not that. She's not bothered about your blabberings. Mind you, she did ask if you was a socialist. I'll show her what I am. Listen, go steady. It could be about her will. Eh? Well, she might want to reward me for loyalty, for sticking with her through the war. I mean, I could have made twice the money on munitions. She'll give it all to some cat's home. She doesn't like cats. Well, there's other servants. Yeah, but I'm her favourite. I mean, I'm like a, a daughter to her. She's seen two husbands off. Her son's a cripple. His wife's low class and never shows her face. Hey, now, I bet she wants to ask your advice. Like, what's best form to leave it a summer? <laughs> doesn't seem likely. Well, look, you will go, though. I reckon so. Oh, good. I've half arranged tomorrow week. Mm. After you've gone and left me crying After you've gone There's no denying You'll be blue You'll be sad <coughs> Good morning. Alone today? Yes. Where's your colleague? Oh, gone to start another job. And are you qualified to finish off? Just about. Only you're George, aren't you? Your employer is always full of Arthur. Mm, I've not won my spurs yet. Your plumbing spurs. That's right. Oh, well. You will. I mean, you handle that blow lamp like an expert. Mm. We'll all adjust to our peacetime occupations, given time. Yeah, meanwhile, the Arthurs of this world are running things. You sound sour. There's no need to be. The Arthurs of this world haven't got the class. Maybe. They took advantage of the war, but now it's over and they haven't got the character. They could have the staying power. Yes. Would you say that I had class? Not knowing you long enough. Let me put it another way. If I was a lady, would I be in this cellar talking to a plumber as though he were an equal? A plumber can have class. A plumber by any other name would still smell of putty. Where were you in the war? Western Desert. Manzio. Monte Cassino. Plymouth was as far as I got. Oh, in the rains, were you? I was a petty officer, no less. Pipe me aboard. <laughs> oh, I never got to Plymouth. It's a pity. Why a pity? We could have clicked in Plymouth. Mm, things were different in the forces. Mm, I've got to go on being different. Listen, I've simply come down to this cellar to see you about the work, but you're determined to make it all very deep. Oh, sorry if I'm stepping out of place. Any case, what do you suggest? Slap and tickle in the flicks. I'm suggesting nothing. Do they have such things as dances round here? Well, they have a 50-50 at the Scouts Hall every Saturday night. Do you jitterbug? I can quick step. Does your wife? A bit. Should I pop in next week? Would you jitterbug with me if I did? I might. 
dare to walk across the floor and get me up. If you don't mind the smell of putty. Touché. This being me one and only jacket, see? Oh, yes. Quite. Pipes and soldering. I must remember to ring up and complain. Complain? About your impertinence. Oh, the number's Wilmslow 240. I know the number. Ring it, then. Now, Arthur, if you must wait, wait. But don't get in the way. Oh, I've got all this ironing to get through before the Lord and Master condescends to show himself. Funny him not being in from work yet, isn't it? He said as he'd be working late. Them orchestrations have arrived, you see. I wanted to arrange a sort of rehearsal. Has he had his drum kit out? <laughs> no, it's still stuck upstairs, taking room. Haven't you been on his job today? No, thank God. What's up with you? Oh, nothing. Well, here, help me fold this sheet while you stood. Open it out. All right, cross over. And the other way. I've folded sheets before. I thought George was your hero. <laughs> hero? He were only a Batman, wasn't he? Now then. I tell you the truth, he gets on me nerves. Does he indeed? He gets on yours a bit, doesn't he? Who says so? Now the novelty's worn off. Oh, what novelty's that? Soldier husband, home from the war. Well, we're settling down nicely, if you must know. <laughs> That's not what he says. You what, Master? You don't attract him. Hey, you mind your tongue. He talks about you, Liz. He doesn't, then. He can't stop talking once he starts. Well, I, I don't want to hear. Get on jobs, empty houses. Me and him over a bagging. He goes on for hours. Politics, books, films, things about you. Well, you don't let on. He'd kill you, you know, if he found out. I'm not frightened of him. You ever he do. He doesn't care for you. It's just silly talk. He said you was like a warm feather bed. Oh, did he? Something to wish for on cold winter nights. Oh, how winter Sagging a bit in the middle, he, he said. He never. Nice pair of pillars on top, <gasps> but he prefers Veronica Lake. You're, you're making it up. The bed was warm, he said, when he first got in. He didn't. She's got the servant mentality, he says. <gasps> no character. She hangs oh, around like a parlour maid after you're at. <laughs> Then he laughed and looked ashamed of himself, started telling me all the plot of this picture. Well, I'll bet you egg him on. Egg him on? I'm all nerves. I never know what's coming next. I try to get him talking about dance bands. I'll say, like, what do you think of the squadron airs? But he's looking right through me once he gets going. Well, he's not all that affectionate himself. Oh, don't you start. He's no great shakes when it comes to no, romance. don't tell me. Just because he's been on the continent, I suppose he thinks I'm naive. What are you doing? Well, I'm going to have a little drop of sherry. I often take a sherry at this time. I shall have to be ready for him. I shall have to be ready for his nibs. I've been too demure. I have. I can see. Listen, Liz, you don't need him. Oh, you're still in nappies, Arthur. You said that if he didn't come home after the war... Well, you pestered me. You led me on. Get off with your bother. I can do better for you than he ever will. I dare say. I shall get on. And you'll be stuck because he won't. He's got too much clack, he has. Do you know, I'll give him servant. You're going to sup all that, Sherry? Well, it won't make a flea drunk. Oh, where, where's me nylons? Oh, pass them, will you? Where from? There, on the maiden. Thanks. Can I help? <laughs> you cannot. You can turn your head. Oh, Liz. You keep your eyes off. I'm not having it said I'm a flirt. Hey, but I'll tell you something. I've never been ashamed of my legs. Betty Grable hasn't got better legs. No, you're at it now. You're doing his trick. What trick? Talking to me as though I'm not there. Oh, you're sweet. I shouldn't kid you. 
Why did he have to come home? Well, he did. So me and him's got to make a go of it. I wish he'd been... Hey, d don't say it. That's a cruel thing to say. I want you and him to be friends. I can't stand it when he makes fun of you. Well, anyhow, we'll, we'll see. Oh, that sherry's made me throw all burn. <clears throat> I'll call for him tomorrow morning, if he's still got the energy to bike it. Oh, I shan't fuss him, don't you worry. He can please himself. There's no class barriers in the States, and their films reflect that. Stuart Granger's had Hollywood offers. British films are also bloody soft. This happy breed was very good. It made the working man look stupid. Well, what about The Way Ahead? The Way Ahead is all uphill. Well, stand on your pedals. Stretch the chain. Anyway, we bags of time. Whew. Old cooking's got me short of wind. What about The Way Ahead, anyhow? Propaganda. Oh, it's all propaganda to hear you talk. The Americans are the only people who know how to make pictures. You're Yankee mad, you are. Nothing English is good to hear you. Two things. Who, who are? The national health. It's a swindle. And nationalisation. Oh, madness, that is. Communism. Otherwise, I say you can keep this happy breed. Give me the United States forever. Get off your bike and say that. Come on, you bloody traitor. If you like America so much, why don't you go and live there? Of a new bathroom, just like the ones the film stars have. How oh, the chromium glistens, and the plumber listens in case he gets caught in the bath. <laughs> I'm dreaming I own this bathroom and could take a bath like this each day. Hello? Plumber speaking. <laughs> Is that you, Mr Price? Oh, the lady's out. She's gone shopping. She told me to pull the back door to her if she isn't back. The bathroom's completed, near as damn it. I'm just giving everything a final test. I'll see you in the shop tomorrow, then. Goodbye. Now, let's find a suit that fits. Take your pick. Oh, They're uh, all handmade, single-breasted, semi-drape. The very latest. Uh, listen, I, I can't explain. You're losing your time. Oh. No, well, there's been a burst. I can't wait through. Dry yourself. It seemed the most sensible. You mentioned suits. I didn't think you'd mind. How about shirts? Quite a selection, you see. No, my own stuff's in the bathroom. I... Be wet, won't it? Well, damp. What's your preference in ties? Look... I'm sorry. I just thought you weren't going to be in. I'd like to see you in a hat. A snap-brim trilby. <laughs> you say nothing and I won't ask where you got the clothing coupons. Look, put them on. Make me believe you're Alan Ladd. Liz, I fancy seeing you here. Where's George? I'm getting the tickets. Is the flick any good? Oh, gangster stuff. I prefer musicals. Hey, you'll miss it all stood here, ain't for you? Oh, it's George. He's always working late. Then he has to get all dressed up. You've been working late. I wouldn't be here for the first house if I was. Uh, evening, George. Ooh, 
I like the suit. Single-breasted, semi-drape. Oh, very smart. Nice of you to say so, Arthur. Hey, Alan Ladd's got just the same suit. <laughs> Must have set you back a pretty penny. Have you had a rise? Oh, I bought it in town. I got it on approval. You just leave a deposit. Right, Liz, lead on. See you, Arthur. Bye, Arthur. I feel good. How do you feel? With my fingers. <laughs> Wise guy, lying there. We are equipped with chairs. Mm. And why you have to wear that hat? Tough guy types always wear their hats indoors. Fix me a drink. Sure. <sighs> Anything you say. How do you like yours? Honey wax. <laughs> yeah, I'm booking all this to your boiler. I'll have a cigarette too. Oh. I'm out. There's a case. Very nice. Expensive goods. Goes with the suit. There's a separate pocket. Oh. Oh, take that damned hat off. I could go anywhere and be at ease in this suit. Does it really make that much difference? I could take you to an hotel. Order a meal. Room service. Summon the head waiter. Table for two. You need money. You need plenty of money to do it for real. Oh, well... Suppose it's all just a game. Passes the afternoon. I mean, is there no possibility? I'm married. Oh, no. You're browned off. How could I be? I've got everything. Girl with your gifts can always get by. My gifts? Is it true your wife takes in washing? <laughs> You're an old lady yourself. All the more reason. Where'd you come from? Does it matter? Manchester, isn't it? Maybe. Long sight, I'd say. Getting near. Levens, you? Got me. Ah. I had you days ago. Huh? I've seen enough of your sort at the Palais. What sort? Skip it. All this luxury. And you spoil it by having men, eh? You're the last. I'd say the first. So what? So stop being hard-boiled. Shove off. You didn't bargain for me, did you? You? What are you? I'm what I stand up in. A walking suit? And what are you, eh? A war bride. Caught some chinless wonder, did you, on the hop? He was a flyer. He had wings. And what's he got now? What's the wounded hero left with, eh? D.S.O. <laughs> was that his decoration? You swine! You're jealous! Come away with me. What? We could go to the States. You're crazy. I'm on the level. You're a character, an original, the passionate plumber. Drop dead. Where do you think you're going? I've got an appointment. I haven't dismissed you. So long. There's a boiler down in the depths which you're supposed to be cleaning. I shall expect you tomorrow. Lizzie. Elizabeth. <coughs> yes, ma'am. It's seven, girl. Hasn't your husband arrived yet? Not yet, no, ma'am. Does he make a habit of unpunctuality? Well, he's coming straight from work. He's probably been kept. Oh, there, that, that'll be him, Mrs Bell. We'll show him straight in. Very well, ma'am. I suppose he'll be stupid. Hey, Tiger. 
see how he handles you, shall we? You're late. Where is the old battle-axe? Have you been home and changed? No. Do you mean you went to work in that suit? I've had me overalls on top. Please come in, Mr Kirby. Yeah. Do you want me as well, ma'am? Both of you. My husband, George, Mrs Bell. Good evening, George. Good evening. Now, lad, <laughs> leave me some trousers. Tiger! You'll excuse me, I'm sure, if I don't get up. The infirmity of age. Do sit down. Thank you. <clears throat> Do you smoke? Yes. Oh, please take one. Very nice of you. I believe you're a socialist, George. Yes, I am. My son's a socialist. Did you know that? No. He is also severely incapacitated. The legacy of war. Yeah, so I believe. Well, George, to come straight to the point, because I'm sure you're wondering why I asked you to call, I... That's a very handsome cigarette case you've got there, Mr Kirby. Yes. It's a case and lighter combined. May I see it? Of course. How did you come by it? Uh, I borrowed it, uh... To Edward from Madeline. Borrowed it, Mr Kirby. You can't have borrowed it. This cigarette case belongs to my son. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we... Is that you, George? George? Got to be up, you know, George. Got to get work in the morning. Belt up, for God's sake. Sat downstairs brooding, watching the fire go out. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're amused. Don't know what you think you've got to laugh at. I can laugh if I want. Mm, you won't be laughing tomorrow. Oh, don't start again. Whatever possessed you to pinch the damn things? I had every intention of putting them back. You're a show-off, do you know that? Flaunting yourself, even wearing his suit. Oh, if you'd kept your mouth shut, you'd not have known that. Oh, I've had my suspicions. Unapproval indeed. Bought it in town. You don't get those sort of suits from Montague Burton. My God, if you could have seen yourself... Change the record. You're a great fool, George Kirby. This time tomorrow, you'll be out of a job. I shall have to bow and scrape to keep mine. And as for being left anything in a will... I told you. You'll be in the hands of the police. I'll get life. You'll be in the paper. Branded you'll be as a thief. As well as a big mouth. I'm emigrating to the States. Mm, they've got enough gangsters over there without letting you in. You'll be all right with Arthur. What? Well, he's more your sort. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He's got more sense than you have. Mm, I dare say he has. He'll get on, he will. He'll leave you far behind in the getting on stakes. He'll make money. He'll be a good family man. The girl that gets him will be very lucky. <laughs> and furthermore, he loves this country. He'd have gone like a shot if he'd been fit. No doubt. He's got more ambition in his little finger. It depends than... what you mean by ambition. He's practical. He doesn't go in for pipe dreams. <laughs> pipe dreams? Yeah, that's good. Him being a plumber. Well, he's not a thief. He's frightened. You're frightened. Fear to damn death, scratching and scrawling. Oh, and pinching sig lighters means you're brave, does it? Get off your knees. Pinching what you can't buy. I didn't pinch Nout. She said I could have the blessed thing. Who said? The woman I was doing the work for, Mrs Carlyle or whatever oh, she's this called. this is a new tale. Well, it's true. She gave them me. I never connected her with Mrs Bell. Oh, it stares me in the face now. She's Mrs Bell's daughter-in-law. 
She's the one you talked about that never visits. I don't understand any of this. Now, if she's married to Mrs Bell's son, why is she called Mrs Carlyle? Mrs Bell must have been married before. Well, then, why has she never said that she had a daughter-in-law in the neighbourhood? She's always told me her son's in hospital. If he's disfigured, if she thinks he's made an unfortunate marriage, she wouldn't want the gossip, I don't suppose. They keep things very quiet, this class of people. They don't confide in servants. Well, if you were given them, and why she should give them to you, I don't know, but if they were given, then why didn't you tell her nibs that? I didn't want to cause bother for anybody else. You didn't bring it up till now because it's a lie. I didn't bring it up because it's... because we've been carrying on. Carrying on? What? Oh, you and this Mrs Carlyle? We're in love. Oh, my stars. We're going to the States together. Your tongue, my master, will get you hung yet. That's the truth. She could have you for slander. <sighs> Go to sleep. You've seen too many films, you have, you damned swanking, big-headed swine. It's all a tale. It's all made up to hurt me. one suit gone. It really was the most ludicrous situation. Everything else seems to be more or less intact. The case must have been in the pocket. I don't suppose he really intended to take that. He couldn't have known, could he, the connection? Obviously not. Don't be so sure. Might well have done it out of sheer bravado. I don't see why. I'm being overcomplicated, I suppose. Simple case of stealing, really. Felt sorry for the wife. She's what's called a treasure. Do you know the man at all? Well, I've said good morning. We've spoken about the work. I hear all about his socialist leanings from his wife. She warns me he may make her leave. Doesn't like her to be in service. Blackmailing me, really. Tends to have this conviction of her own indispensability. Quite misplaced, of course. Poor woman. Ah, now, my dear. You're not used to servants. Servants can be a trial, as you'll find. No doubt. Get a great conceit of themselves, don't you know? Then there's the sexual slyness. Do you follow me? Not entirely. Why should you? You married the master anyway, which is what they all hope for. I wouldn't know, never having been a servant. How are things between you and Eddie? Oh, fine. You're ready for his homecoming then? Naturally. Eddie's work, his political activities, will be his life. You do accept that? Yes. You could adopt children, I suppose. Well, thank God the war left him his mind, his intellect. Do you read much? Enough. I suppose you're a socialist? Of a sort. You approve of his work, then? The advancement of this great socialist revolution we can all expect? To an extent. Well, I do not. I wish to God Eddie would stick with the Liberals. But there it is. Argument seems useless. Uh, Do you like the decor? The what? The wallpaper. The room. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, all very nice. All very tasteful. Extremely up to date. I'm glad you approve. Well, it's Eddie's money. All in trust. He's over 21. 
spends it how he pleases. My approval isn't necessary. Oh, by the way, uh, there is one thing. He'll need a valet. Have you given the matter any thought? I was thinking that I could... Oh, nonsense. He'll need a man. I did have an idea. Someone I thought might be suitable. Has Kirby returned the suit yet? You haven't got it. Well, I couldn't very well strip it off his back there and then. Does he have to ring? Or have you anything arranged? What do you mean? I mean, can he get into the house to do his work? His plumbing? Oh, yes. Uh, there's a door into the cellar from the yard. I think they, you know, they, they just appear. Saves you having to get up early, I suppose. I have a woman in most mornings. And this morning? She opened the door for you. Send for her. Let's see if Kirby's in the cellar. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> Rachel is. Hey, I'll lose my balance. Hey, what's my from Leo? Are you all right? Oh, it's a good job I fell on grass. I'm sorry. Oh. 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 Pick me bike up. Oh, I bet my wheels buckled. No, no damage. Oh. 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 oh, it's a proper morning I've had. Here, here, have me jacket. Oh. Sit on it. Drop the sweeper on me foot, waiting for her to pronounce it. Anyway, I feel proper shaken anyhow, without falling off me bike. Well, sit quiet for a bit. Oh, it's all damp. I'll catch me death. No, it's lovely here in the sun. Oh, I, I can't sit. I've got his dinner to get. Hey, has he had the sack, eh? Have you heard out? I've heard out about nothing. No, he says he's been carrying on, Arthur. Has he? Has he bragged? Did you know about this woman? This... Madeline. Uh, I suspected. Well, they were very thick. Oh, I knew he had somebody. He never bothers with me much. Can you walk? Of course I can. Hey, there's a path across these fields. Let's go that way. Uh, will you push the bikes? Don't you worry about the bikes, Liz. Sweetheart. Look, he says he's going to emigrate. He says he's going to Yankee land. Your wife has been busy, has she, Mr Kirby? Washing, ironing, making good your misdeeds? The suit's been pressed. It's not damaged, as you can see. <laughs> I realise it was a silly thing to do. I didn't mean any harm by it. I didn't think it would cause all this bother. I just hope you'll accept my apologies. Oh, my God. I've returned the suit. You've got the cigarette case. The plumbing's finished. So once I'm gone, you need never see me again. You've disappointed me, Mr Kirby. I thought you were a man of character. Let him go. This really is a matter for the police. Well, isn't that up to Mrs Carlyle? I can make a complaint quite independently. As a JP, it's almost my duty. But if Mrs Carlyle didn't back you up... You... Mrs Carlyle can hardly tell lies. What lies? I presume Mr Kirby's defence would be that you had given him permission. Would you be willing to say that? 
Mrs Carlyle? I suppose we could just let it drop. We could. If the police are called in... If they're not called in, I shan't say anything. I mean, I shan't cause any scandal. Oh, you're such a fine, upstanding character. I'll say nothing. I could say a lot. But I'll say nothing. I see. Mr Kirby, I think you'd better leave. For two pins, I'd leave with him. I'm sick of you. Sick of your condescension. Oh, walk out, then. We'd be well rid. Your precious son needs me, and you know it. Behave, then. Learn how to behave. Even your tailor's dummy has more discretion. Oh, I'll be discreet. It might be wise. I'll just ask one question first. Well? Last night, at your house... Why did you want to see me? I intended to offer you and your wife positions in this house. Damn cheek. Her servants? Never mind. She saw you as my husband's valet. Is that right? I had something of the sort in view. Your son's an officer, isn't he? He was. And a socialist, you said? I did. Well, I served an officer in the war who was a socialist. I had great respect for him. Your wife did say something. He's in Parliament now, a Labour MP. He was born to the purple, but he, he'd have no truck with Tory politics. Common enough attitude these days, unfortunately. He opened my eyes. Oh, I didn't want to be an officer's man. I was given no option. You, you and you. But serving him was a privilege. I'd never let a man like that down. It's unthinkable. It's pure Hollywood. But not unthinkable. This fine, upstanding fellow here would play the part to perfection. You weren't your fancy man on the staff. Would it be such a bad thing in the circumstances? It would be vile. Life's vile. You could trust me, Mrs Bell. <clears throat> Winds are not, as worn by the Duke. <laughs> Uh, right hand side long, left hand side short. Take the right hand side over the left hand side and bring round. Take it over again. Oh, and bring back, keeping the knot loose. What are you doing here? Why are you home so early? Have you had the push? Go on, tell me the worst. Was that Arthur just went in their yard? He's having his dinner at home. Mm. Working near, is he? Or well, did he waylay you? I met him on my way home. Accidentally on purpose. Well, you better ask him. Was the grass damp? Go on with you. There's a bit here on your back. Don't talk soft. Just tell me what happened at work. Hey, why are you still wearing that suit? Been told I can have it. What do you mean? I mean I'm off. Oh, taken to the road, are you? No, I'll be travelling. But I'll be doing it in style. Pigskin cases. Aeroplanes, luxury liners, oh, limousines. Look, I'm tired. Will you just tell me the tale and less chin music? I'm leaving you, Liz. I'm going for good. I've got a new job. Great opportunity. What, what, what sort of new job? Dressed up job, Liz. A job that inspires me. Have I got to guess? Oh, no need to guess. I'll make it plain. I've been appointed personal companion to Mr Edward Carlyle. Mr Edward... Er, uh, son... Who that suit belongs to? That's him. But he's in hospital. Due for a discharge very shortly. Oh, but he's confined to a wheelchair. Permanently paralysed from the waist down. But you know, I've never felt such a sense of life. 
never met anybody with such a intelligence and purpose. So what you mean is, you've got a job pushing him. He's a genuine, outstanding man. A man I can respect. A man I can serve. I was driven to the hospital this morning by Mrs Bell. A few words was enough. He took me on. It was a sort of sympathy. And uh, what about me? Well, uh, there was some talk, but uh, I said no. Uh, I, I said with this job, a wife would be, well, in the way. Oh, thanks very much. Well, let's face it, Liz, we get on each other's nerves. Mr Particular. You're frivolous. I don't say that as an insult. <laughs> My God, that's good. I've got ambition. I've got standards. You like dressing up. By serving this man, I, I can serve socialism. He's a man with ideas ahead of his time. He's a swank, and so are you. Whatever I am, I can't live here any longer. So I'm going, Liz. I'm going to travel and learn. <laughs> Whether it works or not, I won't be back. You dirty do-down. You great show-off. You great snob. Come in here with your swank. Goodbye, Liz. Claiming to be a labour man. You know, but a monkey. That's all you are. Pinching their clothes, picking up their ideas, parading about in their houses, soft-soaping their women. I said goodbye. And you were the brave man who was going to spit in their eye. Well, it'll take more than a monkey, my master, to spit in their eye. Hey, what's to do, Liz? <sighs> Where's he going? Where's he off to at this time in his best clothes? He's going into service. Mr Independent is becoming a skivvy. Well, I've finished with service. I've done with it. I'll never clean that house again. You'll never need to again, Liz. I'll get you everything they've got. <laughs> and how long will that take? I'll get it on higher purchase. Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. No, no, no. Don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. In After the War by Tony Perrin, the part of Liz Kirby was played by Heather Phoenix and George Kirby, Jonathan Wyatt. Ray Johnson was Arthur. Catherine Gilman played Madeleine Carlyle and Angela Mansell Williams, Mrs. Bell. Technical presentation was by Rob McKeon and the play was produced and directed by Mike Hopwood. To a tea. So don't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me.